Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast, episode 316. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Andy. Hello. And Tony Katz. <clears throat> hello, hello. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our our entertainment podcast right after this. And then also go back and listen to our happy hour podcast we had with Tommy last week, episode 315. You're not going to want to miss it. Tommy talks about how uh, he can beat up just about any animal on the planet. But uh, got some good stuff to get to today. Let's <clears throat> off with the NBA. Um, yeah, for the NBA, I I think the the one story we're talking about here, John uh, Morant was suspended eight games by the NBA, so he did not get that like fifty game suspension. Some people were worried about, um, but it, it means something. They're in a they're in a battle for the two seed right now, and so they're going to be without him for a little longer, but. They also didn't know when he was going to be back, anyways. So, isn't um, he supposed to be back on Wednesday? Maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't. Is this retroactive to um, the games he already has missed? Probably. So, um, pretty sure I that's know. what yeah. I read. I think he yeah, could be already. ready for Wednesday. <clears throat> so that was their their official um, NBA punishment. So he's not going to be like missing the playoffs or anything. Um, he, he already recovered. I think he already did the interview where he's like, I'm cool now. I'm good. Yeah. I went to Tampa, Florida or something. I don't know. <clears throat> Talk to Tony Robbins or yeah. something. It was a whole, a whole weird thing, which is like, really, I think he knew what the solution was. It's just like, don't do this shit or do it in the off season. Uh, and now just and play basketball. So he's off of the injure list. We, you know, where there's a suspension or whatever. He's, he's not on there anymore. Yeah, I think he's about eligible to play again. Yeah, so he'll yeah, be playing against the, against the Rockets. Um, <clears throat> that he's uh, already missed those games, so it's like that suspension. Have, have really. they uh, dropped it all? Like, it was their, like, what's their record since he's been gone? Do we know? They're 6-4 and four in the last 10 games. Okay, so that's roughly about when he's been gone. Because I think it's been, what, about a couple weeks now or three weeks now even? Something. I feel like this. I feel like it's been about two and a half weeks. I know. I feel like it happened on a Saturday, so I think it's it'll be about three weeks this Saturday. Was when. uh, So the last time we played was three three March third. So okay, that makes yeah about some sense. This sat. That's about what are we at three twenty one today? Yeah. So eighteen days ago. Yeah. Yeah. the The West is uh the West has been a wild ride, especially since you know they got the Golden State Warriors who just snapped uh an eleven game losing streak on the road yesterday to uh. The uh, Houston Rockets. Can we actually get the standings up? Oh really yeah, I did, I did want to do a standings review. Um, yeah, I was. I'm just going to point this out really quick before the standings review. Is that the Golden State Warriors are holding the sixth seed, which woof. we know is an important seed to hold because that <clears throat> is the seed that doesn't have to worry about a play-in game. But let me just tell you something really quick, Sean. I don't know if you're how aware you are of this, but the Golden State Warriors are sitting with a 37 and 36 record. Their home record, Sean. Oh yeah, twenty nine and seven. Their road record is eight shit. and twenty nine. I was watching their game. <clears throat> I don't know, a couple of days ago, and they were saying that, and that's just insane. That it really is. I think mean, I'm looking at this. I can see like the. I don't even know what's who's worse. Is that the Detroit Pistons or seven and thirty seven on the road? I see seven and twenty seven. Yeah. Seven and twenty seven. I'm sorry. Seven and thirty seven yeah. is in conference. It's the uh, the fourth worst road record. 
And let me tell you what I mean, the, 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 the three teams with the worst road records are not are going the worst, to the playoffs. Are the worst three teams? Yeah, they're the teams going for the number one pick. Last I checked, Golden State's not. So that's what somebody was. Uh, I was listening to someone, which was kind of funny because they were talking about how they were playing Houston last night, and they're like, "Well, saying something that like Houston's, you know, they've been winning. They're going for like, you know, like this is like someone's like, of course they're going to play hard against Golden State. This is their championship game." And then this one guy's like, "Well, Golden State's actually trying to play for a real championship game." They're like. So that's why they were saying, you know, like, is there going to be, was there going to be motivation yesterday for Golden State to even want to beat and care about beating Houston on the road? But there was, they snapped a 11 game losing streak on the road, just the road losing streak, not an actual losing streak and um, covered the spread. Also, they beat them by 13. I think they were only favored by about nine and a half. And I think that's because of how poorly they've been doing on the road. I think normally you would think Golden State would be at least double digit favorites against the Rockets, but not when you're not finding it on the road. And, I don't know. It makes me just curious to think like, what, like, do you think at some point is it, is it mental? Is that why they're doing bad on the road? Or like, I, like why do teams do so bad on the road? Is there just some sort of preparation that they're just not having this season or something that just so bizarre that a team that's your championship winning team that's won the title, what, three or four times in the last, how many, how many does Curry have? Three or four, four times, four, yeah. four times since like 20, what, 15. Mm-hmm. So that's four times in the last eight years. And you, you including last season and you just you're eight and 29 on the road. That's, I mean, how are you supposed to win a playoff series when you play a team like Phoenix or the Clippers or Denver? I just don't, I don't get it. Even Dallas, like how are you supposed to like, I don't know, maybe something will drastically change in the playoffs, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, right now they'd be slotted to play the Kings who have a good feel like they should have a good home court advantage because those fans have always been kind of crazy when the team's good, but um, they actually have a slightly better road record this year. Um, so that could be a mm-hmm. case where Golden State steals it because, I mean, they're an hour and a half away, two hours away. They're they're very close together. If so you, there'll be a lot of uh, Golden State fans if that's the series that, that happens, which it would be neat. I don't know if that series has ever happened because uh, when the Kings were good, the Warriors yeah, were like one of the worst franchises. They've never been good at the same so. time. So. Yeah, no, yeah. <clears throat> it probably hasn't ever happened. Um, but I think part of it, I think Curry is someone who feeds off the crowd. I've always hated Curry because he feels like it feels like he wants to humiliate people more than win. He loves humiliating people, like getting going on a run, scoring twelve in a row or something, and then chewing the mouthpiece. I don't like that. Whatever. Yeah, I, that's how he's always been. I, so I've I haven't been a fan of him since even before they won time. Uh, like, I, I don't like his going to sleep thing. I hate that. Yeah. And my, the chewing uh, on the mouth guard. I don't like you. My grandmother, when she was alive, she was a huge, huge Lakers fan. And uh, she would watch the games. And the one thing she hated was, I think it was Allen Iverson or something, would be at the free throw line. He would do the same thing. He'd chew the mouth guard. And my grandmother hated that as well. It's something about it. It's just a very like, it's, gross. I don't, it's almost like I don't give a shit right now. Like, I'm just, I'm already like, no, this is going in. I don't care. I'm just going to chew on my mouth guard. It's like. That's when you hope you accidentally chew on it when an elbow goes through your front teeth. Then you got to go ask Santa what you want for Christmas. It's your two front teeth. You know what I'm saying? So what I'm saying is that uh, Steph Curry is like, he's a little bitch that he needs the home <laughs> court to, to back him up. That you go do that in like a, a town where they hate you. He's not as tough. You know, it's like By the, the way, guy with, uh, all, with we, all the friends behind him. We will have Steph Curry on the pod next week. So that'll sure. be fun to replay that. Yeah, he could fucking pretend he eats Subway too. <laughs> Whoa. Fucking asshole. Happy Gilmore ate Subway. Yeah, for real. We no. know he did. Mm-hmm. We saw him eat Subway before he was famous, so we yeah. knew it was real. Yeah, I don't believe it. I also don't believe Shaq's ever in a uh, 
uses general auto insurance. Yeah, the auto insurance. I do believe he eats a lot of uh, Papa John's garlic sauce. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. Do we have any updates on LeBron? I last saw they don't know still, and that was earlier last week, I think. Uh, Darvin Ham said he thinks he'll play before the season's over, which is like, who cares? I don't know. I mean, I, w- I want to go through the whole standings here, so we'll get to Lakers. They're not that important. Um, I want to talk about the Eastern Conference, where um, Boston is a half game up over Philly right now, but Philly did pass them at some point this last week. So uh, Boston hasn't had a good second half of the season. Philly's been much better. Uh, that's going to be an interesting two race. two in the last 10 games for yeah, Philly. Yeah, it'll be a good, good race to, for the two seed there at the end. Well, I think Milwaukee will probably wrap up the one seed. Um yeah, Milwaukee, I think Milwaukee, I was even saying this, I think Milwaukee is the more superior team. I think they just have great depth on their bench. I think they have guys that can come off and they can get hot. We saw it on, a, even though they lost that game, but we saw the game that they played Golden State a couple weekends ago. Joe Ingles, five for five from three, came off the bench, was actually open in the corner for the what would have been the last shot of the game if Drew Holiday would have seen him. And, but, you know, it was... Uh, <clears throat> they've they've got guys that can come off and do stuff, and then it gives them good depth. And then you know you have the freak down low, and then Drew Holiday's playing like he wants another ring. I mean, he's playing very well. So I definitely like Milwaukee. And I mean, yeah, it'll be it's a big thing between uh, Boston and Philly of who can get that two seed compared to that three seed because that's the difference between if you play Milwaukee in the uh, uh, Eastern semifinals as opposed to the Eastern co- uh, actual finals. So that'll be big. Yeah. And the next big thing I think in the Eastern standings is that uh, Brooklyn is still in the top six as of right now. So even after the trade, they've held on. Uh, but Miami's catching up. They're only a game behind um, that sixth seed, which is important, getting out of that play-in game. Um, and then the teams behind Miami uh, are Atlanta, Toronto, and Chicago. Very disappointing seasons for all of them, but they're all there alive in the play-in. Um, the Wizards and the Pacers are also still alive. I don't think the Magic, I think they're they're out. They're five and a half behind. 10 so yeah they're a couple um, games away from having them but i i think those are the going to be the playoff teams at least i don't think the wizards or pacers are going to come back in here um and now's the time we're going to start seeing teams actually really tank because they're they're going to be out of it like portland uh, we'll get to them but we'll see teams like that that are just be like well we're not going to get there so let's lose every single game um in the west the nuggets still have first place despite a bad stretch uh grizzlies in second which is important that they kept that second seed with uh, Morant being out, um, Sacramento still in three. I think that's kind of locked. Um, Phoenix at four, Clippers at five, separated by a half game. Uh, that's probably just a battle right now for who's going to get home court advantage. I think right now those two teams will probably finish fourth and fifth. Um, I don't want to jinx it as, as a fan. Like <clears throat> I just don't, I don't want to be in the playing game as a Clippers fan. I don't that's think they're going to win a first round, I don't think they're win a first round matchup at all, but I don't want them to be in the playing. I don't want to deal with that. I don't know, man. I'd almost rather them be in the play and then have to play Phoenix in the first round. Yeah, there's some people who think they should uh, like tank to sixth. I think they get should. Sacramento, but I just don't want to risk it. I think if they were seven, they'd be fine. They just have to win one game against the at home against the Utah Jazz or the Thunder Lakers, and yeah. then you get to play like a Memphis or Sacramento. Let me tell you right now, dude. I would not want to play Phoenix in the first round. I if think Kevin Durant comes back. Yeah, you're probably going to lose, but just do it. You know, no. so you have fun. Oh, Andy. no, Andy. That won't be fun. You know that won't be fun. I can already None see of this is going to be fun for me. None of this. But if they play, <laughs> no, that will really not be fun because you will, will hate Durant more, and Booker and Paul. Yeah. I don't know how you feel about Paul. I don't know if you're a Paul guy because they know oh, he course. played for the Clippers for yeah, a bit. Yeah, I still I love Chris Paul. Yeah. Well, you're not going to love him. There's going to be some words you definitely say towards him that I'm sure will not make you love him. 
Um, but yeah, we said Golden but State hey, six. Clippers are a good team. Who's to say they don't? Well, upset Phoenix. What if Kawhi Leonard or Paul George actually can shut down one of those yeah, guys? So it's interesting with the Clippers is I think they're and they got the size, they got depth, they I got better depth than Phoenix. That's a fact. Yeah, I think the Clippers are twenty-one and nine in their last thirty games with Kawhi, and like zero and twelve without him. Oh, it's, it's make sure he's pretty still bad. So he'll play. I mean, like barring injury, there's no back-to-backs in the NBA playoffs. So he'll play uh, the playoff games. But uh, Dallas is in seventh. Uh, really disappointing season. Minnesota eighth. Oklahoma City 9th, Utah 10th, Lakers 11th, New Orleans 12th. But all those teams are separated by a game and a half. So there's a lot up in the air for that little play-in chunk. It's a soap opera. um, Yeah. Portland's lost six in a row. I think they're done, and I think they will. uh, Damian Lillard will come down with some sort of injury, and he'll never play again. And that's how that's going to go for them Uh, because they're going to just try to get the best pick they can. I mean, if they can get, like, the fifth best lottery odds – that's probably in their best interest as a team. Yeah. That's a bummer, but that is what it All is. Right. Well, now I want to talk a little more NBA here. Uh, I want to talk about over-unders that we did at the beginning of the season. Oh, boy. Uh, and do a little catch uh, summary. I don't know. A review. Uh, 16 teams have clinched either their over or under on the season. And uh, we do have our record so far. Uh, Tony? Seven and nine. Uh, I am nine and seven. Whoa! And Sean is six and ten. So little, little rough there. But I'll make the um, play in. I'm right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We have uh, still 14 more teams to go, so uh, we can make are, it up. Are, are any of them like looking like it's? There's a lot obvious? of them. There's a lot of them that could be done before tonight. Like the Raptors oh. lose one more game. Oh no, the Raptors. Okay, the Raptors need to lose one more game. They did last night. Uh, the Hawks, if they lose one more game. Oh, and you were the only one that had their over. You're talking yeah. about they would go under, right? Yeah. So okay. they did go under. They had officially clinched their under last night. That would be a win for you and I, Sean, or that is a win yeah. for you and I. Like yeah. the Sixers need like two more wins. They'll do it. The Bucks need two more wins. They'll oh, do it. Oh, let me just point out for the Sixers to do it. I was the only one that had the Sixers over. Well, yeah, we'll do another update. Okay, next okay. Week, well, I'm excited because I'm from what I'm seeing right here, that's I can make a yeah, call here could, at Yeah, we can see like which ones you're you're ahead, but like. Like we all went under on the Bucks. The Bucks are on pace to be six games over. Okay, very good. You know, it happens. We all went over on the Cavs. That's looking probably pretty good, right? Yeah. The Cavs they need to win four more games. They should do it with ten left. What about the Pacers? We all went over on that. Oh, that done. The Pacers clinched way a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. Well, very good for us. I don't know why we all believed in the Pacers. I'm I think it's twenty three seems so low. Yeah. Yeah, it is. You're right. And I think they had but he Yeah. I always like so the uh, the team only with three the, teams that haven't won that many games. Yeah, um, <clears throat> the teams with the biggest uh, overperformance so far have been the Oklahoma City Thunder on pace for seventeen more wins than their over under. Uh, the Kings also seventeen, uh, and the Jazz sixteen. So what that means, if those three Western Conference teams that have way overperformed. Here's where you lose out this big chunk of fucking disasters this year. Phoenix Suns way under. Golden State Warriors way under. Clippers way under. Lakers significantly under, not way under. Uh, Mavericks pretty far under. Uh, and the T-Wolves pretty far under. So it's like it's been a weird Western Conference season. Uh, we all know everyone's bunched up. But yeah, a few teams way overperforming. And most of the teams we all thought were going to be good. Fucking were disasters. Well, it's also but irritating the, when every team is plagued with injuries. I, we don't even know if they're injuries anymore. So. No, I'm I'm saying that very yeah. you know sarcastically. Yeah. I mean, 
Anthony Davis is hurt just by walking around in town. Like, but he goes over a speed list. bump too fast. He's injured. So the Kings. So actually, the Thunder, Kings, and Jazz are the ones that overperformed the most this year, according so far to this data. Mm-hmm. And the teams that have, the team that's underperformed the most so far would be the Warriors and the Clippers. Yep. Yeah, and then the with the and, and the Suns. Oh yeah. Um, well, actually, the most is the Detroit Pistons somehow. Okay, I didn't see that. Yeah, um, which is impressive because their over under was only twenty nine wins. Yeah, I mean the Cade Cunningham injury is a big yeah, deal. Didn't help. Um, they're oh, yeah, they're yeah. a bad team. They're projected to be a bad team anyways, but they're one of the worst teams in NBA history at this point, on pace for sixteen wins or something. What is the record for uh, one of those Clipper teams? Had to have like eight wins one year, right? Uh, yeah, the <laughs> the, the Nuggets, and Wright the or Nuggets had nine wins, which I know is a sore subject, right? Lorenzen Wright, it's just past. Yeah, I know. He was just found in the woods, right? Just, I don't know the whole story. Yeah, they, I think he was missing like for a, a while too. Um, <clears throat> yeah, the Knicks Knicks were a good overperformer too. You got any can't ignore them. Eight point six five uh, over the pace. So, um, yeah, that's we'll we'll find out more next week. Yeah, we There's going to be like nine more teams that'll that'll hit it. So we could uh, move on here. All right, All right. Uh, should we move over to the madness? Yeah, let's let's and let's it, do it. It has been what you call mad. Yeah, it doesn't let down. It never disappoints. So, except for your bracket, we're not going to obviously go into every game because it, the tournament hadn't started last time we did this. But uh, I mean, do you want to just go with who's left and then, or like well, the I think big things? Talk about the big stories. Okay, the, so, the 16 seed upset, so, second time it's happened yeah, in so history. Fair, Fairlight Dixon University, which sounds like Fairly an author. Dickinson. Fairly, yeah. How like that? How so made up? I'm pretty sure it's an author, but she <laughs> exactly. went ahead and defeated Purdue, which, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to have to give myself, I'm going to give myself a little slowly round of applause here. And it's on tape. If you guys, anyone needs to go back either two or three weeks ago on the sports podcast, I talked about how I did not like this Purdue team. And I said, I don't think they'll, I was bold. And I said, I don't think they'll get past the second round. And I thought it was because they would lose to the eight, nine matchup. Well, they didn't have to because they lost to the 16 matchup. And I watched yeah. that whole second half, and oh, man, I was excited. It was good to see. I, I felt bad for the big guy because it really was his teammates letting him down. Well, I, that's they, why I said they have two – they have freshmen, weak freshman guards, and I yeah. said he would get challenged. I didn't think he'd get challenged by – I mean, he didn't get challenged by them. He had 20 points, yeah. but yeah, you're right. No, the team did let him down. And so that was the big upset. And then uh, – I was thinking in that game, you know, they had – last year they had Jaden Ivey, uh, top five pick. I think he was only a sophomore. You think in like the old days they would have they would have had him still, and it's just like that's exactly what they needed. Any sort of scoring guard, um, but yeah, that was yeah. a disaster. And I mean, then, for the record, in my bracket, I did have him losing the second round officially too. So, um, yeah, so, and, what, what, and then they did end up losing the second round though to Florida Atlantic. So, which was a, a good for them. Um, they've never been. I don't even know if they won a tournament game ever in their lifetime. So they won two now. So. And uh, two number one seeds have been eliminated. We had we no longer have Kansas with us, and we no longer have, as we just talked about, Purdue with us. But uh, should we just go through each region and just say who's left? Uh, people know. Yeah, we don't have to go through all all these matchups. Well, at least here, let them know who's left. We yeah, let them know. I mean, uh, Alabama and Houston, the one seeds in their regions, are still alive. Houston looked a little mm-hmm. shaky, but then they had a great second half against Auburn in their second game. Yeah, so Alabama will be playing San Diego State in the Sweet Sixteen, and then. We do still have a uh, a big it. a big a big upset still alive. Creighton, the number six seed, will be playing number fifteen Princeton. Yeah, and so, there was so a, Princeton is the fourth fifteen seed to make the Sweet Sixteen. 
three consecutive years it's now happened. So that kind of shows you. So we've last had, year was St. Peter's? St. Peter's. The year before is Oral Roberts. And so, who was the year before that? No, it's just three. Oh, oh Florida, <clears throat> Gulf, Florida Gulf Coast is the first team to do it. <clears throat> okay. um, of course, their coach went on to USC. He's been there for a while now. Oh, I didn't know um, that. <clears throat> but that shows you how the tournament has changed. Uh, we've had two one seeds lose, and we've had just way more two seeds lose now to 15 seeds. So, um, And then those 15 seeds take care of business the second round too. So, um, yeah, they, they beat Missouri, SEC team, pretty solid. They they, they handled them. So um, Creighton, Princeton, one of those teams will be in the, in the lead eight. So I feel like Creighton, even though they've had Creighton's good teams, a dangerous never, team. they've never gotten they, that far. They are a dangerous team, though. I've watched them play. They, they are a good team. And so then also we have Florida Atlantic, like we just mentioned, is still live against Tennessee, who we watched Tennessee play. Yeah, you Louisiana were so down on them. I'm you were still, so down I on am. them. I am. I thought for sure Duke – I thought Duke fucked up. Duke scored 52 <laughs> points. That's not going to get it done. And lost to Tennessee. And I was so down on them, and now they get to play Florida Atlantic, and they're going to they're gonna yeah. probably walk their way into the Elite I, Eight. I did check my bracket. I did pick Tennessee to go to the Elite Eight. Oh, so very good. Pretty, pretty good. And then uh, this matchup, we got Kansas State versus – Michigan State yeah. somehow still in it. No one really believed in so that So that's much. where I got killed on mine uh, yeah. because I had Marquette to the finals. But uh, that's that's really sad. Marquette, you know, has had good teams, but they're usually like a seven seed when they, they make it. This has been their best year they in a long time. They said it's eight out of the last nine years now. Shaka Smart's team has been eliminated after by one little, win by okay. the second round. Yeah. And so that's just a bummer because they, they had a great year. They won the big uh, – what are they in the uh, – Yeah, they won the, AC, big, they the, won big, the big East. Big East, that's it. Uh, yet there are three – Teams in the Big East that made Sweet 16, and they're not one of them. So, um, UConn, Creighton, and uh, Xavier all made the, the Sweet 16. So, um, yeah, and Kansas State, Kentucky, I think that was maybe my favorite game of the of the tournament so far. Did the you Cats check the versus the Cats? Yeah, it was. Yeah. I know there was something big between, like, what, Cal Perry and some of the Kansas State players? There was a whole thing with Cal Perry called, like, one of Kansas State's best player, the little guy or something, or <laughs> the little kid, because he's, like, 5'9". Um, and he had a really great game. And it's like, how disrespectful. But it's like, I'm sure he knew who he was. Well, that's the thing is like, if he didn't, yeah. like that's what people were saying that they think Cal Perry is. So I was listening to something that said that they think maybe he is so like disengaged and arrogant now that he doesn't care enough. But it's like, somebody no, was saying they're like, like, if I was the coach, they're like, I would not only know, I would be like, they're like, when I'm sleeping, when I'm shitting, I would be thinking about this kid. <laughs> I'd be like, I would make sure I did everything I could to stop him. Coaches but. do that weird thing. You know, Belichick never names anyone. He always just says like Belichick also cut a guy on Christmas. Belichick, I mean, Belichick is like, ruthless. You know, sixty two was really good out there today, and you know he really made his yeah. blocks. And, and uh, well, 80, 82 out there made some big catches, and it's just like he doesn't want to give anyone names. So I think it's kind of coaches do weird shit like that, but um, yeah. And then yeah, we just talked about Marquette, but the other side of it, Tom Izzo magic again, just always overperforms in the tournament. It is. It's like when Eli Manning would go to the playoffs. Yeah. It's like there's something about these guys, Madison Bumgarner in the playoffs. When when these guys get into the the big game, they perform. So good for them. And then uh, is that is that it for that side? Yeah, I think okay. Yeah. So now the other eight teams. We got Houston, the favorite still to win the tournament, going against Miami, which we just talked about was in like the lead eight last year, also. Miami, a five seed. A lot of people thought a lot of these experts thought Miami was going to lose to Drake. And they got past Drake and then they go and beat number four Indiana. And now they're playing Houston. And I'll tell you what, Miami, Miami's a good team. They can challenge Houston. But this next matchup, Texas Xavier, two and three seed, that's going to be a good matchup. I I I got Texas winning it in one of my brackets just because I had to be a little bit different. But uh Xavier was also one of the teams I said on the podcast a few weeks back that could be a dark horse and 
the reason why is because of how they played against Pittsburgh. When they beat them 84 to 73, they had to have a comeback win against Kennesaw State. They were almost done early. They were down by like 15 points, I think, or something in that game. But uh, when Xavier's hot, they're hot. And it's like when they're not, they're not. You know what I mean? Like Xavier's can be a streaky team because they do it based off of how good they're shooting. But uh, that'll be a good matchup. That'll be on a Friday, that matchup. And then Arkansas and UConn. Arkansas defeating number one, Kansas. UConn Eric has looked good. UConn beats Iona by 24 and then beat St. Mary's by 15. And I think they're ready to beat Eric and Arkansas by a few points. I don't know. That, that Eric Musselman magic. I mean, former NBA coach said good run at Arkansas, takes off his shirt. It's good stuff. That is good stuff. Yeah, that was interesting. And then uh, here is the last. I think the premier. premier this game. is the premier game by far, in my opinion. I don't even think there's a close second. UCLA Gonzaga. This is the rematch of the final four from a couple years ago when it went into like double overtime and Jalen Suggs hit the half court three pointer to beat him. Uh, this is the sa- the Thursday night game, six forty five p.m., which will probably end up getting pushed back to like seven o'clock because that's how it always goes. It's a rematch of I think two thousand seven, two thousand six NCAA tournament uh, where Adam Morrison taking on. Uh, UCLA with like Farmar, Aflalo, uh, Luke Mbamute. Jason Capono. Uh, no, Capono was gone. <laughs> yeah, at that no, point. I know. But, but yeah, uh, it was, that was a great game. Adam Morrison uh, cried at half court after losing kind of iconic image. Um, and so, yeah, similar, similar matchup here. Uh, it's, was that Morrison's senior year? I think it was his junior year, but he oh, left. It was oh, his okay. final year. So that was his final time being good. He then. was the best player in college, oh, college basketball. basketball. Yeah. Um, but UCLA had, had a, probably a better team, you know. They went to the final four. That was the year they went to the finals even. Um, did not win. But, yeah, when you compare. So, UCLA had uh, Farmar, Aflalo, Luke. It's like those guys all made the NBA. Uh, Florida had um, Al Horford and Joachim Noah as uh, their back front line. <laughs> Just incredible. Like those two guys, their defensive ability from those two guys, they played in the same team. Uh, also, you'd never see like two centers like that ever again. That's kind of crazy. But Yeah, that was. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. Like I think the best teams left have the hardest matchups. Like you're saying, Eastlake and Gonzaga might be two of the t- five best teams remaining, and I'd say you'd put te- Texas uh, up there, and then you got Houston and Alabama. It's like one of these two teams is going to eliminate these, each other. Gonzaga and UCLA, same with Texas and, the, and Xavier. So um, you'd rather be in Alabama's. <laughs> position right now they got san diego state and then they got the winner of creighton princeton they've, they've got a nice run um and yeah then in the other region here i don't even know who's favored you're so down on tennessee that maybe we see florida atlantic make a final four run oh that would be that would be something i haven't watched any florida atlantic games but uh really quickly what i did want to point out was uh so the last game of the second round was the gonzaga tcu game and the final score of that game was 84 to 81 and the spread in that game was four and a half at most places for Gonzaga was favored. Now, what happened to that game was was wild because it was like nine points with yeah, it was seconds left. Yeah, and so anyway, Gonzaga goes to the free throw line up by four with 0.7 seconds left, and they make both free throws to go up by six. Well, Teddy <laughs> just hissed for no reason. Like a cat. <laughs> TCU ends up 
inbounding the ball, but for whatever reason, you know, they inbounded it and they let the ball just bounce. And Gonzaga wasn't pressing anything because Gonzaga knew they were up by 6.7 seconds left. We're not going to touch anybody. We're not going to let, you know, we're just not going to let risk a foul and like a shot going in and, you know, no nonsense, no abracadabra stuff. They didn't want to risk it. So they let the ball just bounce and TCU just lets it bounce all the way up until it got just beyond half court. And again, no one from Gonzaga was contesting. TCU guy picks it up. And because there was 0.7, the moment he grabbed it, he shot it up from just inside half court. Buzzer goes off and he makes it. And now most people that are just watching as fans would be like, wouldn't give a shit games over. But that was huge for a lot of people because that made shot from just inside half court with 0.7 left actually covered the spread for TCU. And I uh, saw something that said that uh, uh, a Vegas odds maker said that that ended up being a $200,000 swing in favor of the casino. So that was... Uh, a good thing for them. And, uh, you know, a lot of people get upset saying like, oh, you know, like blah, blah, blah. But it's like, hey, at the end of the day, it's like this guy did shoot up a, a shot, but it's like, hey, he shot it from half court, you know, with 0.7 seconds left, which Andy, what do you think the odds are to make a shot from half court with 0.7 seconds left? Uh, Pretty low. Yeah. I mean, Derek Fisher could do it, of course. Yeah. But I mean, like, let's just say that's literally like one out of eight. You know what I mean? So it's like, I know you'll get the people out there that are all crying like, Oh, blah, blah. It's all like rigged or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And it's like the guy had to make a half court shot with 0.7 seconds left. It's like, and the people I know are upset, like, why'd he shoot? It's like, they know what the spread. It's like, it's his last thing. They know the game's over. It's his last thing. I thought about it. If that was me knowing how I am and how I like to shoot, I probably would have taken a fucking bullshit half court shot too. Cause it's like, you know, why not? I mean, at the end of the day, these guys don't care about your bet or my bet or anybody's bet. They're like, we're out there playing. Like, you know, you got a problem with it. Don't gamble. I mean, it's like that. That's why it's called gambling. It happens like bad beats happen. They're a part of yep. sports betting and they're a part of all gambling, but there's always someone on the other side of the bad beat. You exactly. Beat. Exactly. That's what people don't understand. It's like, I, I, I heard a quote one time that I really liked. It was like, I think it was in a forum one time or something that I was like, like 10 years ago and I was looking at some bets or something. And it said that the people that cry fix are just upset that they lost. And it's like, it's true. You know, you get upset. I mean, bad beats happen. It's just, it's just a part of the game, you know? And uh, that was a horrible, horrible bad beat, but it happens, you know, you know, like people got to realize that these guys, that's why, you know, guys on, you know, take knees at the one yard line when they could have easily gotten a touchdown because that could have made it. So you won your fantasy league or not, but they don't care. They're like, we want to secure the win. And Gonzaga knew the game was over. They didn't care. And TCU knew the game was over. And the guy just threw up a BS half court shot for fun. I mean, it's like, like we said, like one out of 10 times that shot goes in. So I just wanted to give a little rant about that. And if you're listening to this and you were on Gonzaga, I'm sorry. Bad beats happen. Get back to the drawing board. And if you were on, uh, if you're listening to this and you had TCU, Hey, take the money and run. Be thankful you got lucky. There's going to be times where you're on the good side of that, and there's going to be times you're on the bad side of that. So enjoy the good when they're there and learn from the bad when they're there and just move on. So if you like Gonzaga, though, they are actually an underdog. I'm a little surprised by this. UCLA is. I am too. So what uh, I should actually mention, because you would know, I never heard the update. What what is the issue with Singletary? Singleton. I don't know. I haven't seen an update either. So he was like, I'm fine. It was a rolled ankle, but well, that's what I thought. It too. looked like it was going to be a broken leg. Like uh, I thought he was dead. It was going to be Kevin. Well, Ware because I don't know who was announcing that. Yeah. Game, that guy freaked out. Yeah, yeah, he did. He was like, please, please, please don't show <laughs> yeah. this again. Whoever's I, and like, as he's saying that they're showing the replay and it's like, dude, of course they're going to show it again. But that honestly was hilarious because I didn't understand why he was like, I thought it was going to be like a, 
who was the guy, Kevin Ware or whatever, yeah. whose bone came out of his leg during the game. Like, I thought it was going to be another of that situation. So there you go. I mean, ankle sprain, unlikely to miss time. Yeah, so. he'll be there. They're just going to have to find shots where he's just already spotted up. Yeah. So, all I, right. I well. did like, uh, so Jaime Jaquez passed Bill Walton in scoring. <clears throat> okay. And Bill Walton immediately recorded a message for him. Bill Walton, nice I though. feel bad for him, though. He is not just a UCLA guy. He was wearing Pac-12 gear and in his, in his, <laughs> me, in his uh, little message. He loves the Pac-12 so much. UCLA is not going to be in the Pac-12 in two years. Neither so, is USC, right? No. So I think that's when Bill Walden just – his essence goes back into the force or whatever, like Obi-Wan Kenobi. That'll actually probably um, just kill Bill Walden. That'll probably well, be No, I mean, it'll be like Obi-Wan. He'll, he won't die. He'll just go into another plane of existence where he'll just get to see Oregon State track and field or something all day long. I don't know. He just loves those champions. All righty. Um, <clears throat> okay, let's yeah, let's <laughs> we can move off college and um, you want to do World Baseball Classic, which is yeah. As we're recording this, we're actually watching the game. It's uh, USA versus Japan in the finals. Uh, USA, I think, was the second favorite to win it. Japan, I think, was the third favorite. So to see these two in the finals isn't that bizarre. And as we're recording this, it's uh, just a little bit past six p.m. Pacific time. And it is three to one Japan in the top of the fifth with two outs uh, with Kyle Schwarber on with two on. So a chance for him to uh, do something. Chance for him to strike out most likely. Yeah. And uh, Joey's getting ready. looks like. <clears throat> yeah. And that's the thing I was, uh, I think uh, Japan went in with a good strategy in this game. They didn't, they were supposed to, uh, everybody thought you Darvish would start, but he didn't. They went with another guy and then they have brought in a couple other relievers and they're setting this up that if they do have the lead going into about the seventh, that, it's possible Darvish or Otani come in to pitch. And as we're, we're saying this, Otani's moving around in the dugout a lot because he has the DH. So he's definitely trying to stay warm. But uh, I was saying, I think uh, I would love, and I know the world would love to see it. And I just have this vision that it's going to be like the eighth or ninth inning and Otani's going to come into pitch and it's going to be against Mike Trout. So I'm saying this as this game's in the fifth inning. We'll get to see if that ends up coming to fruition, if that happens. But I just have this gut feeling that Otani's going to come in late in this, the last two innings and he's going to face Mike Trout and it's going to be a big situation. I think that's what baseball would love to see. That's the television we want to see. Uh, and yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, this is, you know, a great game. Japan's a very good team. They're six and in the tournament. USA's five and one with their only loss being to Mexico who barely lost last night to Japan. Mexico, I think shocked a lot of people. They, they played a very good tournament and uh, Kyle Schwarber just, Flew out to center field. So it is 3-1 Japan going into the bottom of the fifth. So Japan's looking good halfway through. And I'll continue to get play-by-play <laughs> yeah, as it goes on. So, uh, I think the, the big stories, though, that we just happened after we recorded. Um, Edwin Diaz um, tours Achilles. Yeah, we briefly you know, talked about it. Uh, we talked about it during the Happy Hour episode. It yeah. happened during live during the Happy Hour episode. Okay. It was not covered on sports. Uh, but he is confirmed he is out for the season. Oh, that's awful. Uh, it's pretty rough. He, he Especially because he's got, season he's got the trumpet walkout that yeah. everybody's learned to love. People love all that kind of stuff, and I think the, I think he'll just be a good cheerleader, maybe for the team. But um, and then we also saw uh, an injury we can all cheer for. Um, Jose Altuve got hit on the hand in the U.S. Venezuela game, and I don't know how long he's supposed to miss, but the Astros can't be happy about that. But um, you know, he deserved it. That's what you get. If that's your punishment, take it. You know, it's been it's been eight years. Um, 
But I hope it doesn't ruin the future of this uh, tournament because it's actually been fun. I think most people have yeah. enjoyed it. I saw something about the ratings in Puerto Rico have been ridiculous. Like everyone in Puerto Rico is watching the World Baseball. Well, also, though, to our what we want to talk about with you saying, like, you hope it doesn't hurt this. We did mention, though, earlier before pre-produc- pre-production that Kyle Tucker wasn't in the lineup today. And it does make you wonder if Team USA got a call from the Houston Astros saying, hey, one of our guys, you guys already broke the hand of one of our guys. I don't want my other guy in there. So, or I think it's more so the fact that a lefty started, even though the guy that replaced him, Mullins, I think was a lefty. I don't know. See, look at, see that tweet from 52 seconds ago? Schwarber and Mullins over Kyle Tucker. DeRosa is trash. I think that's just a fan that doesn't understand that there's more to it than being a fan. So Matthew Gaskin. <laughs> yeah, we're we're name checking this guy in real life. It's pretty cool, but yeah, he's Matt yeah. the dog. He's a Broncos fan, a Spurs fan, an Astros fan. He put an asterisk on his own championship. Well, you got to appreciate right. that. Then that's good shit. That is good shit. <laughs> he's also his location is. Hold on, go up. His location is Martha Stewart's guest bedroom. <laughs> I don't know who this guy is, but he's pretty funny. <laughs> so shout out Matthew Gaskin if you're listening. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it for the World Baseball Classic. I think I did just show you Darvish going to warm up though, Andy. Okay. That's what it looked like. He grabbed a bag. So you Darvish looks like he's going to be coming in here soon, but uh, looks like we got a couple more signings here in the NFL. Orlando Bloom Jr. <laughs> just kidding. Orlando Brown Jr. Signs with the Bengals for four years, 64 million. He sounds like a lineman or something. Yeah. So he was um, chiefs left tackle. He was with the Ravens before that, but uh, the Chiefs signed a different offense lineman this offseason. So He's going to the Bengals, which the Bengals have a bad offensive line. They need help there. Um, Orlando Brown Jr. is probably most famous for being the son of Orlando Brown, yeah, who, got who got a flag in the eye. Yep, on the <laughs> Cleveland Browns. He took a referee took out a guy's eye in a game. It just it's still incredible that it happened, but it did. Um, and his son did he go blind in that eye? I think so. Well, he still had the other eye, so That's and he still played. Least, so. Um. The other, another big signing, uh, CJ Gardner Johnson of the Eagles, uh, leaving for the Lions on a one year, $8 million deal. I guess the Eagles just kind of passed on him. We talked about this. The Eagles have now lost five defensive starters, um, to free agency. That's how it goes, is you can't just keep everyone together. So uh, they're going to be severely diminished next year. Um, and then we also got Mike Gesicki of the Dolphins, tight end. Uh, he's going to the Patriots. Bill Beltrick still loves his tight end. So, um, he's going from uh, Miami to New England, intra-division right there. So um, there's still some big names out there, but it's kind of winding down. We still don't have a confirmation on uh, Aaron Rodgers, but um, there also was a, a big trade, kind of a big trade. Uh, but the Cowboys got Brandon Cooks, who's been traded yeah. for the 95th time in his career, uh, going. From, and it's uh, amazing he didn't get traded last year. He was on Houston the entire year. And well, speaking of Houston, they did acquire two players as well: Dalton Schultz. From the okay. Dallas Cowboys and Devin Singletary of the okay. Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I didn't, didn't so update Houston, my list. Yeah. Houston Texans. Schultz did, was one of the top remaining. Uh, yeah, so it was good for but, Houston. And, uh, you know, Singletary is a solid little back. I mean, they got the well, – I'm blanking on his name, but who's their, who was their rookie this year? That's pretty solid. Pierce, right? Yeah. Damian, Damian Pierce. Pierce. So, Pierce and – I think Pierce and uh, Singletary can go hand-in-hand hand, nice, and, nice and good. So, yeah. So, we have a – Champions League soccer update, which Andy actually will be ahead of me because I haven't even seen these draws yet. 
So well, I knew it was happening. I just I just pulled them up, but here's oh we, we got goodness. our. Yeah, this is, it's interesting. It is interesting because um, the two best teams, yeah, are face. Okay, we'll get there. But <laughs> so we the four the, best teams are all playing each other. Yeah, I think. Um, I would agree with that. Eh, I don't know. Chelsea's anyway. Real Madrid got paired up against Chelsea. Uh, I, I just think Real Madrid will move on. I mean, Real Madrid, this tournament just is theirs. They just do so well. And Chelsea actually has been struggling a little bit in the Premier League. Uh, so I really like Real Madrid to move on in that. Benfica and Inter Milan will be good because Inter, they're both both those teams are very similar. I think that'll be a great matchup. But And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip over this one. Now I'm going to go to the fourth one. Uh, AC Milan versus Napoli. I mean, that'll be a good matchup. I think Napoli's slightly better. I mean, Napoli is leading the Serie A. It's it's guaranteeing an Italian team, which is kind of nice. But oh yeah, I mean, there could be an Italian Italian finals. Yeah. And here's the big one. This is why they used to rig the balls. I think is so they didn't get a matchup like this in the quarterfinals when they could have gotten it in the semis or the finals. And it's the two best teams left. Manchester City gets Bayern Munich. So we're basically getting a preview of the finals. A taste of the finals for a two-game series, I guess. Two games, but so it's not going to be the event. People aren't going to take off for work. Yeah, they're not exactly because these games get played on a Wednesday and Thursday at eleven forty-five, twelve o'clock Pacific time. But uh, that that'll be a great matchup. I mean, it really will. Uh, Manchester City is still the better team, but you you know can't count out Bayern. But if I had to predict the four teams that'll move on here, I would say Real Madrid, and I'm going to go a little wild here. I'm going to say Benfica. Man City and Napoli. Do you have a prediction at all? <laughs> so that would mean uh, a taste of all the countries. So well, it's, say, it's saying that the winner. Uh, so the one, the first and third matchup play each other. Okay. So you're saying Madrid and Manchester City to play in that the semifinals would be a great too, final. and then Benfica Napoli, which then would mean, oh, dude, I don't know. I think we're. I think we're. So set then you're, up, getting, you're setting up for a bad final. I think we're set way. up for. A, I said this is the dark yeah. horse. I said Napoli could be a dark horse a while back. I think we're set up for a Man City. Napoli finals. I'm just going to say that Manchester City versus Napoli is going to be my prediction for the Champions yeah. League finals. And that'll will that be the full coronation of our guy, Holland, as the best player, best like, player right now? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, he is the. I he mean, when, is the, he's if, the best goal scorer by far right but now. But I mean, like that'll be like when everyone oh acknowledges he, it, like when they get to see him on the it's, national. It's screen the biggest finally. stage. It's, oh yeah. It's kind of like I was saying how I was pretty that, rude to Mike Trout today, but the the people said like, so Mike, is this? Is this the biggest game you've ever played in? And it's like, okay, that's kind of rude, but maybe it is. It'll be the biggest right, game he'll ever play it, played in. Holland didn't get to be in the World Cup. Norway yeah. didn't make it. And I, honestly, City-Napoli would be a fun to watch game because Napoli can score goals. They got a couple good young guys up front. Uh, a guy from uh, Oshiman. I think he's from like the uh, either Nigeria or the Ivory Coast or something like that. And then they've got a guy from Georgia, not not Atlanta, Georgia, but the country Georgia. So uh, we have these players here. Let me see. Where do you have a? Is this Napoli? Yeah, right here. Yeah, so Nigeria, and then the Georgia guy is, um, maybe he's um, he's missing at the moment. There's another row here. Oh, okay. <laughs> Where there he is, Kav- Kavichka Kavarsashilia. <laughs> Something like that. Well, it's funny because these guys are mostly are Greek, mostly like a lot of the guys from Georgia. I think mm-hmm. they're like Greek uh, dudes. So let's see. Can it? Okay, I was gonna say does they put a pronunciation in here? Uh, Kavicha, Kavicha, Carvastatia. There you go. I, I got it. So yeah, I'm good. spot on, Andy. Mm-hmm. Now I do like they have a guy on loan from Sassuolo. 
Giacomo Raspadori. Now that is a good Italian name. I'm impressed by that one. All right. Well, I think we got our matchups. Where are we at now? I believe we are done. All right. Tony, you want to play us off with some play-by-play? Oh, uh, just lastly, before we go, Japan is still up 3-2, bottom of the fifth, two outs, 2-2 two, two count, runner on second. And we knew this was going to be the what problem. What are you watching? It's 3-1 over here. No, yeah, the score was 3-1. Is that not three, what two, I said? You said 3-2. You said oh, shit. Three. <laughs> and Dobby was really confused, too, because USA is not even batting. But anyway, end of the fifth inning, 3-1. to one, That's what matters. Uh, anyway, yeah, uh, thank you for uh, listening. I'm Tony. I don't know where we. I can't remember if we even said that part yet or not. We have, Andy we'll we'll get there now. Yeah, I'm confused too with the sports <laughs> and everything. Uh, the, yeah, you've been listening to episode 316 of the Tony's Take podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me we have Off Road Andy. Thank you. Goodbye. And Tony Katz. Yes, thank you. See you later. <laughs>